Awesome. So what started your voyage down, you know, personal development, confidence coaching? Cause I've been watching you over the past six months and you've just been absolutely crushing it <laughs> and really changing a lot of people's lives. So how did that all start? Yeah. Thank you so much, Tyler. I, uh, it's, it's hard to even put a journey sometimes into like a timeline, right? Like, um, um, a couple sentences I could, I could talk about my journey forever, but I think really how I got, got into this all is of course my, um, my, my issues with confidence myself. I, I struggled with confidence a lot and, and had a really hard time during high school and a little bit after high school where I was just, um, you know, pretty much felt like I couldn't do anything or be anyone and had no purpose. And I think everyone goes through this a little bit in their life, which is, you know, why I'm so passionate about helping people through this now. Um, but I was going through it. <laughs> I was struggling so hard. And um, I had a relationship for a couple of years that was really my band-aid for it and it was a band-aid for my self-love. I was getting it from somebody else. So I, I didn't need to build it for myself. I was like, perfect. This person can give it to me. I, I don't need to go on a journey. And then once that ended, I was kind of like, you know, had a smack in the face of like, okay, well, now I don't have this person giving me love. And, and as humans, we need three things. We need love, we need safety, and we need belonging. I had none. <laughs> I had none. That relationship was giving me all three, and then I was left with none. So that's what really... I would say sparked it for me. Um, and then when it comes to my coaching, you know, so I went on this journey, like I said, I feel like I can't even, um, it's hard to like contextualize like a human experience yeah. just in a couple words or a few sentences. Yeah. Um, I totally understand what you're saying. hundred percent. Exactly. And, and one of the questions that Tyler actually sent me, you know, we were like collaborating on, okay, what should we talk about in this podcast? What questions? And he was like, you know, let's talk a little bit about like what the healing journey actually looks like because it is portrayed as something so magical sometimes. And yeah. it's just not, it was a lot of trial and error. It was a lot of pain, but it was a lot of happiness. And it was a lot of just, you know, going through different friends, going through new relationships, going through new hobbies, you know, seeing what worked, what didn't, what felt good to me, what didn't feel good. Um, finally, I, I got to the point in my, my journey where I had found myself, I, I started to love myself, and I, I actually, I had an epiphany, a little epiphany, this is like a funny story about how I started coaching, I was working at my job, I worked for a fashion designer, and I was sitting there, I, I was stressing about my purpose for a couple weeks, and I was sitting there listening to a book, I listened to so much personal development, you guys, like eight nine hours a day. I don't know. How much do you listen to like podcasts and books? <laughs> a lot. It's that's one, one good interesting thing that I've realized is like, at some point you got to put the books down. So at some yeah. point you've got to, you know, just do and be like, yeah. that's really important. Exactly. Exactly. We, we, you know, listen to these podcasts and books thinking like, Oh, I'm being good. I'm being good by listening to these, but it can still be a form of mind numbing if you're not just like going through it yourself and exactly being, but I was listening to this one book where she was talking about, you know, just fucking doing the damn thing. And finally, she said something in the book, couldn't tell you what, uh, like an audiobook. And I was at my job and I stopped and I clocked out of my job and I went on Amazon and I bought a podcast microphone, all the things I needed to podcast, typed in how to be a life coach in Google, bought a certification like the next day and the rest was history. Just it was went for it. 
it was it was that moment when I realized nothing's gonna happen unless I just fucking do something and um I finally believed that I could and and that's when it all started I love that so much because it, it really comes down to just like one decision like in a moment like it's just one moment and, and one decision that completely alters the course of your life and seeing what you've been able to do for other people has like been so amazing. Like mm, thank you. it's cool. Cause you've like really niched down to like, you really focus on females and confidence coaching, which is something that a lot of women struggle with. So how did you land on that? Like what pushed you towards that exact niche? Yeah. And here's the funny part is I look back on like my coaching journey and I don't even know where that came from. I think it was just automatic. I think it was just something inside me and, um, whether it be, you know, channeling that through source or, or just like this intuition. I, I look back at my really old posts. I made like a second Instagram for my coaching when I first started, like at the beginning of this year. And I was looking at like my very first posts and I was just talking about confidence. And I hadn't even gone through the programs that I've gone through now to niche down. And I was like, wow, from the get go, I knew it was confidence and confidence in your creation of this life. And, um, I, I think it is just because I struggled with it so much and I, I can relate. I know what mm-hmm. it feels like to be at that like low. Um, and, and the craziest thing about confidence is and why I'm so passionate about it is for a long time, I felt like I was just not a confident person and that was it. That was it. Like I just yep. wasn't confident or I just wasn't motivated. I just wasn't driven. Um, but confidence is learned. It's a, it's a skill. Mm-hmm. And if you are the most unconfident, feeling like a piece of poop blob on your couch right now, listening to this, you can become the most confident version mm-hmm. of you. It's just the stories and beliefs that you tell yourself. And it's, it's interesting you say that cause it's like, you kind of gravitate towards the things that you struggled with yourself because exactly. you understand the insides and outs of it. That's where like, I think a lot of like health and wellness coaches struggle is like they tell people to you know, be, become skinny or lose weight, but they've never experienced it themselves. Like, mm-hmm. um, that drew Manning guy who did the fit to fat to fit mm-hmm. where he basically, he it. gained 70 pounds to feel what his clients felt and then lost it all again. He's actually doing it again now at 40 years old because yeah. he wanted to understand better what that was like. So people tend to gravitate towards the things that they have experienced themselves. So for me, it's like, the unconscious mind traumas Mm -hmm. things like that Mm -hmm. i understand i'm understanding those better and better so that way i can help other people with that because we want to get into like manifestation and stuff and a lot of people have traumas they need to heal in order to be able to manifest at the capabilities that they have so yeah like hopping into like the like what a true healing journey looks like Mm -hmm. so many people like like overemphasize like how great it is and like how spiritual and like magical it is there are magical moments those epiphany moments those Mm -hmm. breakthroughs you're just like holy shit like i am coming into alignment with like my highest self and it's so beautiful and you can feel it you're present like there's no feeling like it no substance nothing outside of you could ever create such a amazing feeling for yourself Mm -hmm. but people tend to avoid which is just what we do as humans they tend to avoid the fact that there's things that are heavy going back and understanding why you are the way you are looking at your parents looking at your lack of self-confidence and what caused that what the root cause was Mm -hmm. and a lot of people tend to like miss on that part and this is that's the stuff that people need to hear about yeah because like you like you said you listen to the books you listen to the audio and you're like oh you know what like all this stuff makes sense intellectually but i'm not embodying it i'm not feeling it and they can't figure out why Mm -hmm. the word that's coming up for me is courage It takes Mm -hmm. courage to go on a healing journey. 
because exactly there okay so there are those high highs right so you guys can't see me but if you see these high highs if you see like a heartbeat right these high highs and these low lows and high highs and low lows it looks like a heartbeat mm -hmm. right you're living if you avoid the low lows you're not going to get the high highs and and if you aren't willing to work for those high highs and have those low lows it's just a straight line. Yep. What does that look like, you know, heartbeat wise? You're almost flatlined. Yeah. Just, and you're yeah. not living. And mm -hmm. I think that's where a lot of people get caught up, right? Is they, mm -hmm. they fear the lows, yeah. but they only want the highs and they never get there because they're not willing to go down and, and address the lows. Mm -hmm. And we all have them. And it's unavoidable to not have low moments and to be out of purpose or out of alignment. It happens. It can happen at any given moment. But in order to be able to appreciate those highs, you've got to have those low moments. Because if everything was just great all the time, then what would happen is that'd become normal stimulus. It would just become normal and bland. Yep. It's like, you've got to feel it. And that was one thing about going out to like Michigan for me was like, I felt every single emotion on the emotional spectrum, mm -hmm. the lowest of lows, the highest of highs within the same day sometimes. Yep. But it's made me appreciate those like moments. And it's also taught me how to stay in the higher moments more often too. And, and you realize that those, those high highs, it's, yeah, they come and go. And so do the low lows, right? Like, um, presence, just being, being in the now. And I used to cling so hard onto the high highs. And every time something good was happening, I was just clinging and clinging and clinging because I wanted to stay in that high. But a big part of my journey has been just feeling the highs and the lows and getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. Um, and my question for you is, has there ever been a moment since you started this high, high, low, low journey that you said, uh, this low, low is just not worth the high, high. Yeah. There's, there's been a lot of times where I'm just like, I've questioned like my journey where I'm just like, mm -hmm. man, I could just be like normal and like, I could just kind of stay in the middle and not have those high highs and those low lows. Mm -hmm. But I know that the biggest regret I would ever have in my life would be to get to the end of it and be like, damn, I didn't experience the full spectrum mm -hmm. of the human experience. And that all roots back to like my, one of my first jobs, I used to work in senior living homes. So I've watched, mm. I've watched over probably a hundred people pass out of this lifetime. And I've, I've watched people who are incredibly peaceful. Like you can tell that they lived their life the way that they wanted to live it. And they had no problem with letting go. And then you can tell that there's people who are afraid and anxious and scared and, and it seemed like they didn't live their life the way that they wanted to and uh, like authenticity and honoring themselves. So yeah, of course there's moments, there's moments where I, I'm mean, I almost killed myself. Like mm -hmm. there's, there's mm -hmm. those moments, but there was always this voice inside of me that was like, you cannot do this. There's a reason why you're here. Yeah. And like that, no matter how dark it got, like there was always that voice that was there and it's mm -hmm. starting to become more and more clear to me what that is. And I'm sure that's something maybe you've experienced too is like, you realize that you have a purpose here and that purpose is assisting others through those lows to yeah. get them into more of those highs and understanding that they need to appreciate all of it. So that way they can, you know, maintain that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and another perspective on, on all of this, as we say, like these low lows, you know, I don't want to scare anyone off of their, you know, going on this journey for themselves because the low lows when we talk about it right and there's hard moments there there have been hard moments in my journey and there will continue to be hard moments but there comes um 
I, I just reposted something on Instagram, like on my story, like one of those cute little quotes. And it was saying something like the point of life isn't to to get rid of the low loads and and like create a life where you are um, eliminating all problems. It's it's about build your, building yourself up to the point where you can handle any of those problems. And I think the thing with these low lows that I that we are speaking about, it's like you get to a point where the low lows are almost fun yeah in a way where you're because you know oh i'm gonna grow from this shit the big thing is is rewiring the mindset and rewiring the brain because basically when you think of what a healing journey is the way i look at it is it's basically you're going in and breaking the habit of being your old self Mm -hmm. like you're breaking those limiting beliefs those illusions that you've lived in and it's going to be painful because you have like you'll have an identity crisis at some point which i just had one recently where i'm just like holy shit but it (laughs) but the good thing is, is like rewiring that mindset. It's like, holy shit, I'm seeing the truth and now I get to change it. It's like when you're in the lows, like when you start, you know, doing the song and dance with the universe of like, I'm in a low spot right now because this is something that gets to be healed and changed and grown from. That's going to bring my high even higher. You're mm-hmm. like, all right, let's do this shit. Instead of avoiding things, you're like, oh my God, like I, let's do this. Like, and obviously sometimes it's not enjoyable and sometimes it does get painful or it's like monotonous or it takes a long time too. Mm-hmm. Like there's like a six month stint where I was just like in it, like, and I was just like, Ugh. but then I realized I was like, it's all my fault in yeah. a good way. Like I get to change this. And now that I have the awareness, I get to consciously choose and have the courage. Like, I love that you mentioned that mm-hmm. courage is so important in this journey because mm-hmm. it's hard to contextualize because so few people actually really go on a spiritual healing journey. Yeah. So few. Yeah, 100%. But I do see it more now. Maybe it's maybe it's the community that I have brought myself into mm-hmm. that it just it feels like everyone's starting to go through this journey, but I do see um I was just telling Tyler he needs to read fucking New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, but I'm going to buy it today honestly <laughs> and listen to it. Um but it's I I do see us coming towards consciousness especially with everything going on in the world i do see more people going on that journey Mm -hmm. i do see the rise of light workers and healers and coaches and energy work and and just so many um people like i said maybe it's just my perspective now because i'm like in this world like i'm just like in the yeah it's your reality yeah but but i do see this this spread i do see the world coming to this you know they want to find the truth they want to find the truth and the key as you were saying, saying all of that, I, I wrote down, fall in love with the process, mm-hmm. fall in love with the fucking process. And it's, it's something I, I fell in love with instantly and, and why I don't give up when there's low lows, because I'm like so in love with every single low every single high and, and that's the human experience it, that's why we're here it's learning how to savor the moments this is something that i've recently really been putting a lot of my energy towards is like savoring mm-hmm. the human experience because i was sitting there the other day and i was like it's like where the fuck are you trying to go mm-hmm. where are you trying to get like be here for as long as you possibly can mm-hmm. enjoy every single moment enjoy and get intimate with everything that you're doing get intimate with your your work your family your podcast like your dog, like get intimate with that stuff. You have to romanticize your life. You do. And you have to create that story for yourself. And we, you already live in a story. Everyone lives in a story. Mm -hmm. You might as well be a story that you enjoy. It might as well be a story that you come out on top. And what's cool is you get to write the story. And if you don't like the way the story is being written, rip the page out of the book and restart. And that's totally fine. And you don't have to justify that or explain that to anyone. No, 
beautiful. And I love that you just brought up a book. Like I actually have, my mind has worked in this way for a long time where I just, in my head, my internal dialogue a lot of the time is me writing my autobiography. So I'll like be in a moment and I'm like, okay, like when I write my success story, when I write like my autobiography, like Maddie Maple, the book of the story of Maddie Maple, like what is, you know, me sitting here in Tyler's house doing this podcast, what is this chapter going to be like? How am I writing this? Because there's so many perspectives we can have about each situation. I can be like, you know, this podcast, like recording this podcast was da, 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 or this podcast was the most incredible experience. Mm -hmm. And then I turn that page and I get to write like the next chapter, like what comes out of this, how I integrate this, um, how this changes my life. There's so many things to, to, right on the next page you know we did this podcast and then dot 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 you turn yep. the page chapter eight what is chapter eight going to be and um i always think of it in just the way of a success story if this was my success story what would the next chapter be mm -hmm. i think the big thing and one reason i started podcasting specifically is because i wanted to create something that was going to be here longer than i would be mm -hmm. and like i want to mm -hmm. i want to leave that legacy and i want people to be able to look back and be like this dude lived in an authentic way that was genuine to what he wanted for himself. And he wanted other people to do the same thing for themselves, which is totally possible. Mm -hmm. Cause I mean, like, let's, let's talk about it. Like I'm not anything special. I didn't come from a special upbringing. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any specific advantages. Like my life is completely created by me and in a good way. Like I take control of that. And I think a lot of people give away their power because of traumas or experiences, bad relationships. They, they hand that power away because they don't trust themselves with it. And it's so important to freaking trust yourself yeah. and it takes time. It's like a muscle. It's like, you have to build up that endurance of trusting yourself because someone or something outside of you made you not trust yourself, mm -hmm. but you really got to tap into that. And it just takes time. Like mm -hmm. that's a big thing is everyone wants it now. We live in the, the world of instant gratification. Like we got to have instant it gratification. this second. If we don't have it this second, then my life's messed up. And we were talking about that off air earlier about like how many times I've robbed enjoyment and fulfillment of myself at music festivals and yeah. spending time with all of you guys. When I could have like been getting intimate in that story of like cultivating those friendships, I was too focused on not being there. Oh, mm -hmm. I should be somewhere else. I should, mm -hmm. shouldn't be doing this. Da, 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 da. When in reality, it's like, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. I promise. And I hate how cliche it sounds because, okay, yeah, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And you might be listening to this and be like, oh yeah, I've heard that a million times. Like, okay, great. But I'm, I, I really should be here. No, 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 no. Take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. I was sharing my favorite quote with Tyler and, um, I'm going to try and go <laughs> say it from off the top of my brain. I've said it so many times. I don't know how I don't have it memorized, but it's saying something along the lines of your journey has molded you for the greater good. Um, it was exactly what it's needed to be. There is no shortcutting to life. Um, uh, there's no shortcutting to life, something like that. But it's brought, brought every, every situation that you have encountered, every situation, every single thing that you have gone through every waste of time, every amazing moment, every hard moment has brought you to the now and now is right on time. Mm -hmm. Totally butchered that. But, but everything you've gone through has brought you to now and, and now is right on time. Now is the only time. And our mind likes to do this thing where it, it puts us in the future and it tells us that there is a better time than right now. Always. There's a better time. And 
Okay. That's you're, so true. Your mind, as you're listening to this, you might say, okay, Maddie, like, but there is a better time. There is a time where I have the love of my life. There is a time where I have more money. There is a time. But in that, in that time, that will be the now. It's exa- that's exactly what I was going to say. Every single thing is created in the right now. It's created now. And so I look at myself, I'm like, okay, what person would I need to be to become the person that has like the wife that I'm meant to have and Mm -hmm. the kids I'm meant to have and the lifestyle that I want to have and the happiness and abundance you create that person right now now. and so that's 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 where I think a lot of people struggle in relationships is like they meet someone on the way to the top Mm -hmm. and then they stay right where they're at and then they start to decline because when you're not growing you're dying and so Mm -hmm. many people so few people actually get to the top and live like that fruitful life that every single person deserves on this planet mm-hmm. and um i kind of tying this in tony robbins always says that people major in minor things mm-hmm. everyone's so focused on the like where they should be and it was supposed to be like this and that and they focus on things that don't really matter it's like all that matters is right now mm-hmm. and like being in life insurance has been something that's been like very apparent to me is like all you have is right now like that's what they tell the clients like you're not guaranteed tomorrow Mm-mm. you insure your washer better than you insure yourself like come on <laughs> But I mean, that's kind of like off topic there, but yeah. So I, I, I mean, that. that's really important, but I think the main thing we wanted to talk about on this episode was the difference between the masculine manifestation and the female manifestation, because they're two completely different things and it's completely busted my paradigm open personally. And I know that's yeah. been something for you as well, right mm-hmm. at the same time, which is amazing that we're able to come together and talk on this. So yeah. Tell me a little bit more about your experience between the two and what that means to you and how you found the balance. Yeah. Well, and it's so funny how it perfectly ties into what we were just talking about, about being in the moment being in the present moment, because when you are in your masculine, so masculine is go, 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 do, do, do. Mm -hmm. And, um, a lot of times people get lost within manifestation because they get so lost in the future, right? With the journaling, with the visualizing, with the vision boards all good things, all good things, but they put you in the future. And if you live in that future and you just keep dreaming about that future and you forgot, you forget to live now and, and find pleasure in the now and romanticize the now, then you're never going to get there or it's, it's not going to be a fun journey. And there is this shift right now. There's this shift from the masculine, from the forcing, from from the 12 hour work days, from the, you know, sleepless nights, from the just trying to force the how there is this shift from that to work smarter not harder Mm -hmm. do you ever listen to james wedmore no i don't even know who that is oh Mm -hmm. he's amazing and and he's been my true mentor and leader just from listening to his podcast um from switching from work hard and hustle to work smarter not harder work Mm -hmm. aligned and um i think i think manifesting from the feminine really is about being grateful for what you are now, being in flow, being in, in love, being like experiencing life now. Mm-hmm. And, and the masculine is this, this, I can't wait to get to this place. So I'm going to force, force, force. Exactly. And, and that's something that's like really gotten me is because like, I mean, being a man, like you're, we're encouraged not to show emotions. We're encouraged mm-hmm. to like be hard and like focus on ourselves. And the way I equate like masculine energy is like in the head and the brain. And then I focus on like, feminine energy or feminine manifestations from the heart. And so the heart actually has, it's a hundred thousand times stronger magnetically than the brain is. So when we get into, Mm. when we get into the heart and manifest from the heart, that's where all the great things happen. 
And then for me, I've had this come through on multiple occasions is that the million dollar ideas are in the brain, but the billion dollar ideas are in the heart. Oh. And like I've sat with that. I was actually in a float tank, mm-hmm. um, just doing like a deep float take session. And that was like the main thing that came through to me. Wow. And this was like a, over, well over a year ago. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but it sounds good. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That was so spot on. And I really think you can only take things so far with the masculine. And I've really found mm-hmm. that in my own business. So I'm, um, I loved that, that Tyler wanted to talk about this because this is something that I actually, like, I am on a journey to the feminine. We are talking about this, yeah, before the podcast of, of that we were both on this journey to creating aligned spiritual businesses and being more in our feminine and really, really balancing them. And this is something that I'm, I'm solely focused on in my business because I have seen it now. I have seen how far the masculine can get me. There has been a lot of my feminine in it as well. And I'll speak more on that and like how, how I bring the feminine into my business and the creativity and everything, um, you know, channeling and, and yeah, the podcast and stuff like that. But I have seen when it comes to my coaching and and content creating and a lot of things, sometimes my masculine will overrule. And I have realized now this is mm-hmm. and it's so funny that Tyler felt inspired to text me and want to do this podcast right when I was in Utah randomly. And I wasn't even supposed to be back into Utah until like three days from now. So I came home early yeah. and everything just worked out in perfect timing. Because I don't even live here. I just came yeah, to visit. It was worked in perfect timing. It was so perfect. He asked me to talk, like, you know, we started talking about the topic of this exactly when I was going through this. Um, and oh, I totally lost my train of thought and, and where I was going with that because I got excited <laughs> about the synchronicity. Uh, synchronicity, but... Um, it, it's just funny that he asked asked to to do this and we were going to talk about this when this is oh i was talking about my journey with my business i have seen now you know about six seven months into my business how far the masculine has brought mm-hmm. me and i am here in this very moment with the realization of wow there has to be more of a balance 100 to take me to that next level it was crazy because like i i did some energy work with a, an energy worker and she's like you got to like this time in utah that you're back you need to focus on this taking care of that inner child and mm-hmm. nurturing it and using the feminine and i'm like for men that's just feminine? like me, yeah me, men's like no but for me i realized same thing like i can only i only got so far in my business exactly. it only equated in so much and then i started feeling resistance and it's like I'm focusing on building an insurance agency right now. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also working on a business that I haven't fully announced yet, but mm-hmm. we've talked about it today is like, especially specifically that business that I'm working on. I cannot create that from the masculine because it, nope. it's not a masculine company. Nope. It's strictly feminine. It's got, it's got masculine. I got to like put the work in like the, from the masculine side, mm-hmm. but the creativity and like what it can be and the industry that it's in, it needs yeah. that creativeness. It needs that feminine touch to it. Yeah. that I have to create. So it's really called me to level up mm-hmm. in that area. Yeah. And that was cool that we talked about this because like, w- this isn't like a strong subject for either one of us, Yeah. but this is what needed to be talked about. This is what will help propel us forward and anyone who listens to this as well. Yeah. And, and here's the thing about it. I can, I can talk about it. I can tell you exactly about the masculine and the feminine. And this is, this is with everything, personal development. We know things, right? We, the problem with this world is is not the lack of information. 
No. We have the information. I can tell you all the ins and outs of the masculine and the feminine and, and receiving and giving and the energies and how it relates to manifestation. But it's about the implementation. That's the hard part. It's the curation of the information, finding the inf information that's true to you. Because if you Google any of this stuff, you're going to find so many blog posts and biased opinions. Even mine and Tyler's opinions on this are completely biased. And you take this information, you take what you need, and you leave what you don't with, with any information. And that's the thing about this journey as well, is finding what's true to you and learning how to actually implement it. That's where healers 100%. come in and coaches and hundred percent. And I, what comes to me when you just said that was it's about feeling it. Yeah. It's about feeling it. And feminine is feeling yeah. masculine is not feeling mm -hmm. necessarily. I think you can feel like empowered in the masculine, but mm -hmm. like truly feeling your way through situations, finding the right content and what resonates with you. Mm -hmm. Like, cause there's podcasts like, um, that I listen to and I'm like, I'm just not feeling this. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't feel as to what I need right now, but like there are ones I plug into. I'm like, Oh, I'm feeling this right now. This is what I need. And it's ever evolving and ever changing. And the biggest thing that I think people deal with, and I, I emphasize this so much is that imagine the life that you want to live. The manifestation that you want is on an Island mm -hmm. I and mean, it looks like whatever way you can imagine it. Right. Mm -hmm. Imagine that you're the ship. But your ability to I thought you said I'm the shit. I no, was like, you are yeah, the, you yeah. are you are the shit. You are the shit. You're the but shit. I'm also the ship. You're the shit on your ship. Yes. So imagine that you're the ship mm -hmm. and your ability to feel is your compass. Mm -hmm. So many people have broken compasses mm -hmm. from traumas, from limiting beliefs, from mm -hmm. like lack of courage, fear. like fear, like mm -hmm. their compass isn't working. So they can think intellectually. And like you said, there's information, like you can visualize and all these things. But if your compass, if your ability to feel isn't right, you're yeah. not going to find that because you're going to end up somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to wonder why your life didn't go the way you wanted it to. You've got to take that time to step back and realize that your ability to feel your way through time and space is so important. It's everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is such a great episode, honestly. This is probably the best episode that we've ever had here, honestly. I'm, I'm getting chilled right now. So I always keep notes because I'm very, I have a squirrel brain. And so like when things come to me as Tyler's talking, I like write it down and I wrote courage is my first word, right? I was mm -hmm. talking about courage. So it all comes back to courage because I completely agree. I think some people have broken compasses, but I think even more than that, it's they have broken courage. They have their compass. Mm -hmm. They, you know, yeah. deep down, sorry guys, if this is triggering to you, but you need to listen up. It's true. I'm, you, I'm taking it myself right now. I'm like, damn, Maddie's right. Like I'm you, thinking about instances in my life. You know, what feels good to you and you know, what doesn't feel good, but do you have the courage to follow that? Do you have the courage to follow that? I help a lot of girls on their, their purpose, finding their purpose. And it's, fucking easy it's the easiest job in the world because they already know we uncover it in the first session mm -hmm. they already know their purpose they know what feels good to them they know what doesn't but there's too much fear around it and this is where i feel so passionately about about confidence is having the courage having the confidence to actually follow your compass because you know people know it feels good but then there's family right but my family wouldn't approve or this person might leave me or maybe you know there's there's more risk to it quote unquote right or i can't make a decision in fear of making the wrong decision yeah. therefore i'm not going to make a decision at exactly. all that's that's a limiting belief and a, a trauma that i've had to overcome is realizing is that decision yeah because of the fact that if i made the wrong decision as a child 
you'd be reprimanded for it. So mm-hmm. therefore, like you freeze and you're like, oh shit, I don't want to make it the wrong decision, yes. which causes indecision and no decision to be made at all. Mm-hmm. And then you fall into that victim mentality, which is something that nobody wants to be in. How have you found to start healing from your indecision? It's a good question. I would say making quick decisions and adjusting slowly over time rather than make not making decisions mm-hmm. and pushing and kicking it down the road. Mm-hmm. I think the big thing was I had like this, this realizing moment that I just turned 26 mm-hmm. and I'm like, and that's still young, of course. But for me, it's like, okay, it's time to step into making decisions because you know what the, you know what the other um, outcome is going to be if you don't, you don't make the decision. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing that kind of sunk in for me was like not making a decision is making a decision. Yeah, like not making a decision to take action or to have the courage to do something you know you need to do mm-hmm. is making the decision for the opposite. Yeah, and therefore I'm still making a decision. So why not make the decision that makes my life better and makes everyone else's life around me better? Yeah. So then that way I live the life that I desire. I think that was the big thing. That was the realizing moment of like you got to make decisions. Yeah. And it's cool because it's like a muscle. Like as you make a decision, that's right. You're like, oh, cool. It's also just listening to that little voice in your head. Mm-hmm. Not the little voice that tells you not to do something. The little voice that like tells you like, come on, you can do this. The like, little voice in your heart. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yes. <laughs> the little voice it in is, your heart. It is. It is. hundred percent. I love that. And, and really though, what I, what's been helping me through my indecision because completely relate on that one. One of my clients the other day, she's like, I just like can't kick this indecision. Like, you know, how do, how do I kick this? And we were talking before this too about like coaching and healing and how we like attract like perfect mirrors of us, which is like so, it's so true. So true. Um, and she said that. And I, I'm one of those coaches and one of those leaders that I don't bullshit anything and I don't act like I'm perfect. And I said to her, you know what? I have no idea because Mm -hmm. I struggle with that too. Now I'm on this journey with her, right? And, and figuring that out for myself. And I've found that I actually don't think that there are wrong decisions. Um, I I think there are no wrong decisions. If you just do what feels right to you in the moment, um, even if it's quote unquote wrong, it's teaching you something still right. Yeah. I think that that's another huge mindset shift as well as this realizing that all those things that you thought were going to kill you in the past and ruin your life have gotten you to this moment. And mm-hmm. once you have more of those breakthrough moments, you're mm-hmm. like, oh shit, like even if I make this decision, like I know that there's a divine plan for me. Mm-hmm. Like I know that there's my future is, I don't want to say fate, but you do, everyone has a destiny, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like they have a destiny and they get to they exactly. fill in the script between now and that point. And there's multiple ways to get where you want to go. That was another big thing too, is like, like three plus three equals six, four plus two equals six, Mm -hmm. still equals six. So Mm -hmm. no matter what decision you make, as long as it feels right, it's going to get you ultimately where you're meant to go. And I think that was a big thing. It it takes away that all or nothing, that, that whole living in absolutes of like, if I make the wrong decision, my life's over, I ruined everything. Yeah. There's obviously some decisions you make that will really mess your life up, Yeah, but we stay away from those because those are obvious, right? It really comes down to like those smaller nitty gritty decisions Mm -hmm. of like, do I do this or do I do this job? Start this business or start this business. Exactly. Or what's the timing and all that stuff that every single second that goes by that you don't make a decision, you're making a decision Mm -hmm. that that doesn't matter to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And bringing it back to manifestation, like it's so, so the masculine, the masculine manifesting for the masculine, masculine looks like forcing the how you're forcing the how you're, you're, um, forcing this one way to get there. 
but you can get to your manifestation by um, a plane, by a car, That's by so walking, by uh, taking a taxi, by going on a train, by swimming, whatever it is. Um, there's so many ways to get to your manifestation. And by being in the masculine, you're saying, no, I'm going to drive. I'm going to drive. I'm going to drive. I'm going to yep. drive. And the universe is like, Duh, you, you got to go this way. Exactly. You got to go that way. And um, if you just don't do anything and you just like keep forcing this one how and staying in that masculine, then you're missing out on these this human experience that there's so many different options for you to go um, and, and you're missing out on it. What comes through for me when you said that about the car was like when you try to force it, that results in like a tire being popped because mm-hmm. the universe wants you to become aware of like that's not the easiest way to get there for yourself. Mm-hmm. And like realizing that like the reason that you force, right, is because it's based on previous experience and previous knowledge or what mm-hmm. you were taught as a kid. Mm-hmm. So it's completely a different like world that we're living in now. Like my yeah. dad works his ass off and he does like physical labor. Mm-hmm. Now we're mm-hmm. learning how to be paid on ways of using our brain and our creativity Just being and ourselves. our words and being ourselves, right? So it's a completely different world that we're living in. So you have to realize that in order to get to where you want to get in your life, you have to understand that you have to pick up new skills and new ways of thinking mm-hmm. to get there because like the old way that you know how to live may not get you there right? Mm -hmm. It may not get you to where you want to go. So you have to really stretch yourself. You have to be willing to learn. And I think that's the biggest thing is, um, I talked about this on an episode of one of my podcasts. It's changing the mindset from destination-based thinking to journey-based thinking. Yes. And like focusing on in the journey, you're learning every single thing that you need to do to get yourself to this next point. So for me, I realized this with the jobs that I've worked. Every single job that I've ever worked has brought me to a skill and given mm-hmm. me something that I've needed to create the business that I'm about to start. It's Same. been, it has been Same. really trippy. Like it's been so fascinating. And when you realize that you're like, I didn't waste a single moment. I did every single thing. Then that allows you to start focusing on how can I get the most out of every moment? Yes. And it wouldn't have taught you those things if you didn't put your full being into that job. A lot of people will say, well, this isn't, this job isn't where I want to be. So I'm just going to kind of like half asset or whatever. But same thing happened to me. I, full assed every single job I did, whether it be flipping burgers, I worked at In-N-Out for five years and I put my fucking whole soul into that. Um, and, or whether it be, I, I worked at this tanning salon, put my full soul into that. It was the worst job ever. I, when you speak of like company and, and management and, and really like the environment, but I put my heart and soul into that. And that's actually where I found my mentor because she mm-hmm. saw my energy at yeah. my job. So by me putting my whole being into that, even if it was a quote unquote, shitty situation i don't like to call situations shitty because right it was a good situation because less than ideal right like less than ideal right and on I could, the on the way <laughs> on the way to where you're at and, now and i could have just said like you know i i don't like this job so i'm just gonna go and just be like mosey around all day no i i still just showed up with my full energy and and um guys i'm like jumping up and down on my chair because i have so much to say but i want to come back to the car really quickly the car so however how I got the feminine and the masculine, the best explained to me was the masculine is the car and the feminine is the fuel. The masculine is the car and the feminine is the fuel. So if you get in your car and you have no fuel, sure, you're pushing it along, but it's breaking. And and think about this generation before us, uh, a lot of health issues, a lot of trauma issues, just a lot of issues as they get older because they have been pushing this car with no fuel for how long? Um, when you fill up your cup and you 
you get the fuel and you, you gather up all your fuel and then you put it in the car and then you use the masculine. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like we're our as cars we need high octane fuel and when we mm-hmm. live in trauma and lower vibrational frequencies we're putting really low quality gas in there and yeah. it burns out the the internals break down and exactly yeah we run into a lot of you know problems that manifest in a lot of ways in health and relationships and things like that exactly yeah it's it's super fascinating it's cool because like you can find analogies for everything that's one thing I've learned yeah. too is becoming more mindful and present it's like there's so many things that can teach you around you. Everything's teaching you in every single moment. Yeah. But um, let's see, how can people find more balance between the two? Like someone who's just super hard in their feminine or super hard in their masculine. Like yeah. you think of like someone who's in their masculine, like like mid middle-aged businessman that hates his wife and kids. Like yeah. how can they bring more feminine energy in or how can someone who's so in the feminine become more masculine and stand up for themselves and execute? Yeah, I think I have to speak on the masculine first, right? So if you're very in the masculine and and you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I want to make a change. Um, I I think it's really just adding the simple pleasures into your life. It's it's living every day like it was your last day. And if this was your last day, you would not be just working and working and forcing and forcing. Um, and, and also on the topic of manifestation manifestation is aligning to the energy of already having your desire and if you already had your desire you would not be living miserably and forcing 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 you would be enjoying so you know enjoying that coffee on your way to your commute enjoying the commute blasting your favorite songs it, it, it shows the universe you're showing the universe in those moments that you're grateful so it wants to give you more exactly because one thing that's really stuck with me is that you become what you are, mm-hmm. not what you want. Yes. You attract what you are, not what you want. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. It's yeah, like to a T. To a T. And and I, I think that, you know, how you implement that feminine is just instead of asking yourself every single day, you know, what do I need to do today? Making that to-do list. It's waking up and saying, what would feel good to me today? And if that's doing then that's doing. And, th- and this is for the feminine too. Um, waking up every single day. Stop asking yourself, what do I need to do today? Completely eliminate that from your vocabulary. Eliminate to-do lists from your vocabulary. Ask yourself every single morning, what would feel good to me to do today? And that might be a full day of errands. Yep. Boom. But that might also be dancing, going to the river, like taking a swim, going out to, to lunch with your friend, just laying on your floor, doing nothing, meditating. There's unlimited possibilities, but I can't tell you what to do. You have to ask yourself. You got to tap in, feel that, and what trust that. What feels good to me? What would feel so good to me today? Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's been a big thing for me from the, like, the masculine standpoint as well. Is like I've been go, go, go since mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been taught that. Like you want something, you go get it. Awesome. So I know your niche is confidence mm-hmm. and building out confident, empowered people. Yeah. Why is confidence so important and how do we start mm-hmm. fostering and nurturing more confidence in ourselves and everything that we do? Yeah, I love this question. It's a good one. <laughs> I love this question so much. Obviously, never if you're going into business or, or um, creating something like a podcast, never pick anything that you couldn't talk about for days days on end, months on end, years on end. And I could talk about confidence forever. And I think it's the most important thing to build for yourself, 
may be a biased opinion, but I truly believe it's the, the most powerful skill that you can build for yourself because if you do not have confidence in yourself or in your abilities, you can manifest all you want. You're not going to get anywhere. You know, you can you can talk about your dreams all you want. You can have these big visions. You can be intuitive. You can have these, um, you know, revelations. But if you don't have the confidence to actually put that forth, you're stuck with nothing. And like I said at the, the beginning of the episode, you know, even if you're the most unconfident person, it's you you can become the most confident person in the world because it's learned it's a skill and one of the best ways i ever got it explained to me is you know so many people are afraid of speaking on a stage it's like one of the number one fears of humans is speaking on a stage mm -hmm. little to no risk little to no risk right okay maybe you mess up some words but like you are safe as a human being but we run across busy streets all the time without a crosswalk right you're at the bar with your friend you run across the street to get to the other bar we're, you know, even walking home from school, the crosswalk is like down the street. We're like, oh, let's just run. There's a car coming. Let's just run. Yeah. There's so much risk there. Why is it so easy for us to run across the street and so hard for us to speak on a stage? Practice, repetition, practice, repetition, and having, again, running theme, having the courage, having the courage to just do something and then try it again and then try it again and try it again. And we were talking a little bit earlier about um, you know, being in your feminine energy while manifesting and the correlation between confidence and, and that. And it's really you, a lot of times we're in our masculine to avoid what we feel like we really have to do mm -hmm. like full circle, like this healing journey, right? We don't want to do the healing journey. We don't want to look our shadows in the face. So we would rather just do, 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 because that feels so comfortable to us, but having the confidence to listen to the urges, the little urges, the inspirations, those those downloads that you get while you're medita meditating, those downloads that you get um, to take this inspired action. Coming from the feminine is just taking the inspired action. And if you don't have confidence and courage to take the inspired action, which may be um, harder than, than numbing yourself with these masculine tasks, but when you do those things, that is more potent, that is more magnetizing, that is more important. Than anything it reinforces your like neural circuitry as well because you're getting mm -hmm. that dopamine hit right mm -hmm. when you do that thing yeah. from the feminine and like you get creative like i'm more proud of things that i get creative on rather than things that i have to do like just out of like the masculine the monotonous mm -hmm. monotonous tasks i actually tend to get away from that because i've lived so much of that that i'm like oh i want to create like i mm -hmm. want to tap into that feminine and that's why it's really interesting about the company that i'm, I'm working on right now is like yeah. it's not, it's not it's calling me to step into that feminine mm -hmm. and i'm like accepting that it came as a download and one day it was like everything came in within like an hour period everything i need to know about it yeah and i was like okay i'm doing it and like that was like using the masculine and the feminine but like mm -hmm. i've got a long ways to go on that like we all do and that's another thing too is like you don't have to be perfect i think one mm -hmm. thing that we should touch on is like perfectionism because perfectionism will destroy you they literally will destroy you. It, it impedes progress so much mm -hmm. that you get like a quarter as much done as someone who's just moving and getting it done and doing it in like a 90% proficiency. Yep. It's all about getting to the end result as quickly and easily as possible. And perfectionism is, is usually like a deep rooted trauma from your childhood yeah. and expectation that was placed on you. And if you're not perfect and then it causes people to get into their mind too much and out of their hearts. Yes. There are so many aspects to perfectionism and so many 
reasons why people have this perfectionism uh, attribute. And oh my God, I struggled with it so hard. And uh, one of the main reasons that people do have this perfectionism is um, we're, we're pushing off doing the scary thing. So for example, I don't know if you can relate to this, but you like make your first podcast episode and you are just trying to make it perfect and trying mm-hmm. to make it perfect. It took me months to release my first uh, podcast <laughs> episode because I was just trying to make it quote unquote perfect. Same. <laughs> I didn't actually give a fuck if it was perfect. Like I wanted it to be good and because I didn't want to be, I wanted it to be good for my listeners. I didn't want to get criticized. Like I wanted it to be good. But then there's that fine line where you're just like trying to make it perfect. And it was for the full, like the, the sole purpose of me putting off launching it because I was terrified. So I, I told myself limiting mm-hmm. belief, oh, it needs to be perfect. A lot mm-hmm. of time, a lot of, I, it, it always comes down to a deeper issue, a deeper rooted mm-hmm. thing. Yep. A lot of people have perfectionism because they feel that if they're perfect and they portray perfectionism, that they're going to be loved. Loved more. Yeah. Yep. And that's such, that's something that's so not true. One thing that's been big for me in breaking down the masculine is realizing that a huge belief system that I lived in was my love was directly correlated to how much I was accomplishing. Yeah. The more I was accomplishing, the more I was winning, the more I was doing, the more I was beating the person next to me, Mm -hmm. the more love I was meant to receive. Like, I mean, Mike Tyson's a great example. Um, Mm -hmm. He did an interview where he talks about, he's like the reason that he, was so vicious in the boxing ring mm-hmm. is because he's like the only time I ever felt love was when I was hurting people mm-hmm. because people will lo- people love me more when I would beat people into the ground. Yeah. That's the only time that I ever felt any sort of love from anyone. And yeah. he's like, that's why I was the way I was. Yeah. It's crazy. This, uh, this world we live in that's so driven by the ego and we do identify with our accomplishments and it is so solely based on our worth. And I think this is this, this is the trial and the struggle that I have come to in my journey to the feminine is can I still feel worthy? Can I feel worthy and loved without doing things? Can I just sit and relax and enjoy and still feel worthy? Mm -hmm. And a big part of me says no because of how I was raised. And yeah, like um, speaking of accomplishing things, everything that we have accomplished up until now has been, do this homework. Okay. You're done with that. Do the extra credit. Okay. You're done with that. Now here's this project, even in, um, in sports, right? You do this, run this lap. Okay. Now do this conditioning. Now run this lap. Uh, even in work, one thing that we always were told is if you have, uh, time to time to lean, time to clean, go, go, go do, do, do. That's how you accomplish. And, um, so a big part of me says, no, you won't be worthy or you won't be good enough unless you are, you know, cleaning instead of leaning. It was almost like for me, it was like, I would sit there and be like, you haven't earned the rest yet. You haven't (laughs) earned your right to enjoy this experience and this music festival with everyone because you haven't done anything worthy of that. And like, that's such a a shit belief system. It's BS. Mm -hmm. It's a belief system. (laughs) And it's, it's such, it's such shit and such not true that the reason that you're not getting to where you want to get in your life is because you're not honoring your rest. You're not honoring and feeling worthy of just being loved just because you're a fucking human existing in time and space. And that you deserve is magnetizing. The love. It is. That will get you farther when you are in your true essence of love and passion and, and just connection. That is when you thrive. And and yes, you can thrive off the go, 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 do, 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 but that's for a million dollars. Mm-hmm the the uh billion dollars i love when you said that Ooh, like that it's was so, good it's so true it's so 
so true. Um, and I love that you just said BS belief system. That's a, that's a Tony Robbins scene. I totally can't steal that, but that was no, I, so true. I've heard James Wedmore say it too. That's where I got it from. And mm -hmm. I always say that too. I'm like, it's just BS. Um, and I'm sure people are so confused when I'm just like, I, I tell my girls or I tell people on my podcast, I'm like, you're just a bunch of liars. Yep. Every single one of you, you're a liar. But we get to choose the lies that we want to believe. Mm -hmm. Everything in your, anything that can be a thought is a lie because it's a perception. Anything you can feel is truth. And going back to confidence, that's a big part of it is confidence in yourself comes from this authentic place. If you are coming from your heart, meaning no thoughts, no thoughts. If you're coming from your heart where your heart and your soul just loves and loves and loves and loves and you're coming from true love, there is no way that you cannot have confidence. As soon as your mind comes in, boom, confidence gone. It, confidence it, it's gone. because when you're in the heart space, there's no ulterior motive or no, mm. it's almost like the subconscious doesn't want to be found out yeah. necessarily. It's so like when you're in your heart, like your intentions are pure and yeah. it's very clear as day. Like this person just wants to help me. This person just wants to make my experience better. Yeah. But when people are in their minds, they're like, Oh, what's this person trying to get from me? What's this person trying to take from me? Mm -hmm. And so when you start living more in a heart space, you'll be able to detect and sense people's genuinity towards mm. you as a person and authenticity. Mm -hmm. And that's how you start attracting more of those people, right? Yeah. Like I was talking to you earlier about how we were at a music festival together and we were both at that time going, kind of going through it and part of our process as, as individuals. And like, had we both not done the work, like if one of us stopped doing the work that we're doing now, we wouldn't be having this podcast right now. Mm -mm. Like mm -hmm. it takes, it takes that group effort. And then we're attracted to one another to do what we're doing right now because we've both been doing the work and we're both in alignment with that, that greater good and that intention. Yeah. And it's the most magical thing in the world. When you're tapped in, when you're tapped into your purpose and source and into love, magical things happen. And that's really the basis of, I think, spirituality in general, no matter what religion you're a part of or you're just spiritual, whatever. Um, it's, it's just about love, honestly, coming back from love. And when you're in a place of love, magic, mm -hmm. the synchronicities, the miracles, the healing, the connections, the just crazy things that, that happen to you. Um, it's, it's all when you come from love. And as you were speaking about, you know, just, just feeling worthy, right? We want to just feel worthy just as we are through our rest. And, and the thing I keep thinking about is, okay, well, we're talking about just being, being worthy without these accomplishments. And then we keep talking about our, our heart and listening to our heart. And I'm sitting here thinking like, what if the shift and the transformation that we need to make is just looking at ourselves through our heart, just looking at ourselves truly from our heart space, because we can do that with other people. We don't always do that with ourselves. We look at ourselves through our critical minds. We are <laughs> our, our worst uh, inner critic, right? But I think the key to, to finding this worthiness is coming back to pure love, pure compassion, and that's out of our mind and, and through our heart. It's, it's almost, I mean, what's always like a reoccurring theme for me is like, how do we get back to a childlike state? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like that's the... That's the yeah. end goal. That's the prize to be in a childlike state, not childish, but in a childlike state with that wonder and that grandeur yeah. for life and like that willingness to be open. Like 
when you're a kid, like you never worried about that until you started getting to like, you know, teenage years were like, Oh, what do people think about me? Like get back to that wonder and that mystique of life of like curiosity and wanting to adventure and, and just like limitless, possi- po- limitless possibilities and play and fun and love and, mm-hmm. and all those things. Cause I, I saw this, it was a picture and a meme. It was like a little, um, white child and a little African American child. And it was mm-hmm. like, racism is taught. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And things like that are taught and learned. Anything that is hatred is taught. It's all taught. It all is. It's all. It's all. It's a belief system. That's all it's it is. And system. and I, I like you were talking about is like there's people out there that are amazing. There's so many amazing humans on this earth, mm-hmm. and we we magnify the few rotten ones. Mm-hmm. But there's so many amazing people doing amazing work, and like these people need to step up and step out yeah. into that confidence and have the courage to speak on what they believe in and what feels right to them. So then that way we can start living on those higher frequencies as a group collective. I think that's really important that we, you know, focus on that. Yeah. And really the way that we are going to save this planet, even if you're coming from a um, environmental standpoint, a racism standpoint, a LGBTQ standpoint, whatever you're coming from and trying to make that change in the world, it, it, I think that everything that is happening is amazing. The protests, the the um, organizations that really fight for these. But I truly believe the real change will come from healing, healing traumas, healing mm-hmm. the inner child, healing within. Because if everybody loved themselves and they were their authentic selves and they healed all their traumas, there would be no hate. There would be no racism. There would be no... Um, there would be no poverty, right? All everything that is happening in the world that we would like to change, it can be solved by by healing and healing yourself. And if you're feeling helpless right now in in 2020 and you're wondering like, what can I do? What can I do to to help and, and change things? There's a number of things, of course, donating, signing petitions, um, and just being a part of different fundraisers and things like that. Even on a micro level, just call people by their name in public. Like yeah. call the dude at the grocery store by his name. Hey, thanks, James. Appreciate your help. Yeah. And I, I, I feel called to say this, that love is the greatest equalizer because yeah. we can all speak love. Yeah. It doesn't matter our race, ethnicity, bloodline, wealth, like any yeah. of that stuff. We can all speak love. Exactly. Exactly. Little things like that just through love. Um, but I was also going to say like just loving yourself. It's, if, it all starts from within. If you want to make the change, like be the change you wish to see in the world. If you want to make a change, still do all these things. Yes. Do acts of kindness, et cetera, et cetera. But honestly, heal your, heal yourself because that, that creates this ripple effect. Everyone you come into contact with, whether you say heal yourself or not, I wouldn't recommend telling someone to heal themselves, but <laughs> whether you say it or not, it's this unspoken energy that you emit of true love and and purity and that will cause others to go on that journey and and it'll just ripple and ripple and that is this this consciousness that is coming this this uh it's a paradigm shift it's this shift that we're going through as as this planet and um it all starts within you if you feel hopeless start with you just start with you one mm-hmm. thing that i've really like focused in on in my life is realizing that everything externally is a reflection of my internal world mm-hmm. yeah and and, I, and that shows it shows like you talked about this earlier in the podcast about like um your clients mm-hmm. like you were telling me off air too like 
you'll, you'll be having an experience of some sort, something that you get to work through, get to level up on and your clients are working through the same thing, yep. right? That means that you're in alignment because it's your job to teach and guide them through that. Yep. And same thing with my clients, like depending on what we call right relation, being in right relation with yourself, that dictates like the clients that I meet with on a day in and day out basis. If I'm happy and in a good mood and from that heart centered space, mm-hmm. my clients are more heart centered. They love their family. They want to protect their family. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm in more in my mind, more in that masculine, you know, coldness that I can be mm-hmm. in at times when I'm getting burnt out, I meet clients that are very standoffish. I meet clients that don't want to work. They don't want to listen. They law don't law of attraction, yeah, baby. Yeah, it's it really is. It's the law of attraction, but like mm-hmm. on a on like a deep intellectually understanding level because that's one thing that gets me is so many people talk about the law of attraction it's like the fad diet thing for spirituality <laughs> right that's the best way to oh, describe yeah. it it's like oh you can you can attract anything amazon prime your desires baby exactly. law of attraction <laughs> exactly and the thing is is it, it's a true thing but there has to be a deep level of awareness and understanding in yourself to be able to actually truly manifest. And what's crazy is the best way to understand this is to gain the awareness and know that you are manifesting for better or worse for yourself. You're manifesting every single experience in your life and it's your job to choose the things that are going to be best for you. And that's getting back to that heart centeredness and knowing what your heart wants, not what your mind wants. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, it's, it's really just about, you know, your heart is connected to source and your mind is, is, uh, a beautiful tool, but it's what's going to come in the way of that connection and source is the unmanifested. So if you're trying to manifest something in the unmanifested, you need to be connected to the unmanifested. Um, and, um, I, I had something to, to say about that and it's totally losing my mind i know it'll come back if it's important but um so- i mean alan watts um said that the, the mind's a great servant but a terrible master yeah i mean even in the song overthinker like yeah. i mean it says that and it's the truest thing yeah. it's a tool and i think that's one big thing from reading the power of now because we're both huge eckhart toll fans mm-hmm. is i've realized that the thing inside of your mind that voice does not need to be talking all the time and when it's not talking that's when you're completely present. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. true presence is when you're just consciously observing everything around you and being the observer of your experience. Yeah. And that's how you gain the awareness to really start focusing on what's like heart centered for you, what's best for you mm-hmm. and what's best for everyone else. Like I think the best advice that I have for someone who's struggling um, from transitioning from the mind into the heart is go do something of service for someone else who needs it more than you do. Mm-hmm. You'll notice that all of your problems go away, mm-hmm. at least temporarily in that moment. And then you'll realize that you don't even have problems. You just have opportunities to get better. The only problems we create are in like outside of the present moment. Yep. <laughs> like they're just in our mind there. Um, this does not mean that you should not feel your feelings or feel your problems. You should honor those because it's a part of the human experience. But they're just made up we're not supposed to struggle we are supposed to be connected to source and to love um and a part of the human experience is the pain pleasure cycle and and um experiencing the high highs and the low lows but we are creatures of well-being i don't know if you are into abraham hicks at all i've heard i've listened to a little bit but not a ton yeah abraham hicks is really just about feeling good and that's a lot of like what i base my manifestation teachings on for me, and speaking of the law of attraction and Amazon priming your desires, <laughs> it's a lot less about your desires for me. 
can you write down a person's name and they text you? Sure. Can you write down this specific um, car and, and you'll manifest in the future? Sure. It's not about that for me. It's not about those those like material desires. It's about focusing on how you feel and feeling good, knowing that that's going to bring certain experiences, certain people, certain opportunities into your life. And Abraham Hicks is really about like this vortex and this vortex where all of your desires are already there. The life that you want is already there. The way to get there is to just feel good. And when you feel True. good, you're in the vortex and there's all your desires. And when you feel bad, you're farther away from your desires. And we were talking about the compass earlier and um, in the new course that I just launched, it's called Unlock Your Power of Creation. It's all about unlocking your power of creation in this in this life and your power, your superpower of manifestation you were given, the main basis of it. It's not about these little law of attraction techniques. Sorry, if you're looking for this little law of attraction technique that is going to get you the purse you want, do not buy my course. But the basis of it is about how to use feeling good as your compass. When you feel good, you're closer to your desires. When you feel bad, you're not. And how to actually take control of your emotions and your feelings to to get to your desire, to to um, to create a life that you want to experience because our spirit is just here to experience. Um, and and yeah, I think it's a lot less about those those little desires. Those are fun. We're supposed to desire uh, or experience everything that we want to desire. Yes, even if it is a purse. I'm not saying that I don't manifest. No, I mean persons, no. The thing is, and this, this is something we should about your feelings. We should talk about this as well. Is that it's okay to want material items? Yes, it is. Uh-huh. But you have to be grateful for the ones that you have first. That was a huge thing. I listened to your podcast the other day and I wasn't feeling super grateful. I kind of felt in a rut driving home um, just mm-hmm. due to some circumstances. And I was like, how am I going to have this home that I desire to have down in Texas? Mm-hmm. if I can't be grateful for the amazing one that I'm sitting in right now. Yeah. And it completely changed everything. And like just those small things make a huge difference. But for me, I don't really focus as much on the like material item itself. Yeah. I focus on the feeling of what that would be like to walk into that home on a Christmas morning and Mm -hmm. have my family there and be able to just like enjoy that experience. I focus on the experience of those things rather than the material because I don't want to be attached to the material item because that's where my identity goes. I would rather focus on how am I going to feel in that moment when I can retire my parents or how am I going to feel in that moment when I can buy my dad his dream car that he's always wanted that he's never bought for himself like how am I going to feel now and you feel it now so then that way you're on the frequency where miracles can happen yeah because you think so I always talk about these bonus gifts right we have these bonus gifts to our desires and also to I talk a lot about bonus gifts when it comes to a certain body type you know, speaking of confidence and having this perfect body, we think that we are going to get this desire and we are going to be given a bonus gift, kind of like on an infomercial where they're selling you something and they're like, buy this now. And, you know, you'll, you'll get a second one for free or you'll get this little bonus gift for free, but only if you buy in the next 30 minutes, la di da di da We have this crazy concept as humans that we are going to get something and we are going to be given a bonus gift. They're going to say, here's this house. Now you feel gratitude. Now you feel happy. Now you feel love. You're going to get this perfect body. Now you have um, confidence. Now you have self-love. You're going to get this amount of money. Now you feel security. And we're waiting. We get that amount of money and we're waiting for the bonus gift. We're like, hello, where is my Mm -hmm. safety and security and love? Well, that's where... There's no bonus gifts, guys. That's the problem with a lot of the structure nowadays is that everything preys on people's insecurities and lack in order to get them to buy things. And that's something that's really a big problem here in the United States. So I think it's going to give you something 
And one of the best ways that I ever transformed lack was changing my language from I want this or I need this to I would like to experience. Because when you change that language from, you know, I want this, I desire this, not saying it's bad to desire those, but just changing that little language to I would like to experience this house. Then it then it takes away from like I want to be there. You're already complete. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, you would to like experience. to experience exactly. that. I, I, I've seen that a wish is basically just like a like a hopeless dream, essentially. Because mm-hmm. yeah. a wish is implying that you don't have it. And when you acknowledge that you don't have it, therefore, you can't bridge that gap. You have to believe that you already have it before it actually happens. Mm-hmm. So that's where things like a like gratitude journal definitely help a lot. But like mm-hmm. you were saying on one of your episodes, like people kind of just do the motions of a gratitude journal. But in reality, like when you yeah. write in that thing, you're like pouring into it. Like, I am this. I have this. I've yeah. already had this experience. And I really focus on a lot of that in my meditation practice for sure. But um, yeah. It's hard to really get into the energy of gratitude. You can say, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for Tyler. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful for my family. But to actually feel that full emotion where it almost brings you to tears. It's in the heart. That's it's not the, the mind. It's, yeah. in the, it's in the heart, not in the mind. And and it's one of those things where like I've lived in that state where I've actually embodied it. The, the dip, that's the big thing is like a lot of people know the way. And the, one of my favorite quotes of all time is, it's one thing to know the path. It's a different thing to walk it. Yeah. And that's we from even talking about that earlier, yeah. all these full circles in this episode. Yeah. Full circle, and that's, full it's from Morpheus in the matrix uh-huh. and it's the truest thing. So many people know how to get to that life they want to have. But so few people walk it or have the courage or trust in themselves courage. to get there because it's the unknown. It's scary. It, mm-hmm. it can, it's, it's unpredictable. The mind wants to keep you alive. The whole point of the subconscious mind is to keep you alive, yeah. not to make you happy. And once you understand that, you're like, I want to make myself happy. It. You can break through it. And it takes effort too, because there'll be times when you break through great and then you don't and you re- you recede back. But yeah. you just got to keep that intention forward of this is what I want to have in my life. But wrapping up here, how can everyone find you? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Like, yeah, so I um, I have a podcast as well called Breaking Butterfly that is on Apple Podcasts and um, Spotify. And then I usually hang out on Instagram and it's just Maddie Maple, M-A-D-I, Maple like the syrup. Um, I also have a website, but I, I mostly hang out on my, my Instagram. I would check out that. Yeah, she posts great content every single mm-hmm. day and all that. Like Thank really you. brings a lot of value to people. It's It's been crazy to see such a huge shift in your life in the past six months Mm. it just goes to show that if anyone puts dedicated effort in for six months their life can be completely different yeah can i share one last thing that's coming through of course uh last thing i want to say and and as you say that right the change that i've made in my life in the last six months stop putting your dreams on a pedestal stop putting it on a pedestal stop putting that amount of money on a pedestal stop putting that house on a pedestal stop putting your business on a pedestal and thinking it's it's so far above you it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, um, it's here, it's now, it's yours, you're worthy and stop putting it, you know, above you in this magical dreamland. Um, it's also possible for you. So good. Yeah. Last question. I ask everybody this who's on, on the podcast. What does it mean to you to be in flow? (laughs) That's so funny. I'm like, I bet he's going to ask me that because that's such a good wrap up to be in flow means to be in love to act from love. I think when you act from love, you are in flow because you are acting out of truth. You're acting, you know, the whole, uh, um, sorry, what's the word? 
topic that keeps coming up again is is love coming from the heart mm-hmm. um this repeating topic and i think being in flow just means coming from from the heart 100 percent. it's it's acting out of out of the heart rather than out of the mind yeah yeah that's, that's such a good flow. answer mm-hmm. i love that. that's my favorite question to ask everyone after just because it's like i love that every answer is a little bit different but yeah. so similar at the same time and it's just really cool to see the inner workings of people's minds but i love that anyways guys it's been a great episode probably one of the best ones ever done on this podcast so thank you for being on maddie i appreciate you you for having me here i feel so grateful i imagine that this probably won't be the last one that we do in the future so i'll be back awesome all right guys signing off peace bye guys love you